Create Your Life family, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Before we get started, I wanted to share some exciting information from our sponsor. We only pick people and companies that we think are awesome to bring onto the show, so please support them. As a podcaster, I've spent hours and hours editing, doing show graphics, and much more, and I finally got fed up with losing all of my free time to post-production activities. So I decided to do something about it. And if you are a fellow busy podcaster who would like to just record and have someone else do the dirty work of graphic creation, tagging and uploading your show to your server and in-depth SEO generating show notes, go to podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. Hello, Create Your Life family. Today is a special episode where you get to hear me as a guest on the Little Miss ENT podcast, which is hosted by a friend and past guest of the show, Little Miss ENT herself, Candace Davis. Candace is an amazing interviewer, businesswoman, leader, and the fiance to one of my good friends, Evan Griffin, who goes by the name of Awesome Nobody of the Awesome Nobody podcast. In this episode, we discuss my upbringing, life at a HBCU and as a HBCU graduate, and my entrepreneurial journey. So please let us know your opinion of this special guest episode in the comments. Peace. You don't have to love me. You don't even have to like me. But you will respect me. The only thing that separates women of color from anyone else is opportunity. Hey, what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? And you know what time it is. You're now locked back into the Little Miss Entertainment Show. What's up? How are all of you doing? I hope everybody is just embracing this time of being still. That's what I wanted to communicate today to all of you. You know, I always speak affirmation into our lives. Being still can unleash so many things within you. And I know that everybody is really, really starting to get a little stir crazy, but we want to encourage everyone to be safe. We want you to abide by whatever your state regulations are at the moment and just be kind to one another. You know, with all of this change in the world, we have a tendency to forget what is most important and what is most important is being kind and humane to one another. I want to just quickly tell you guys, if you have not joined the Patreon, what are you doing? It's $1 to get all the exclusive content for the Little Miss Entertainment Show and the Wedding Edition. So make sure you join the Patreon to see all the behind the scenes. Awesome and I just did this really cool vlog for Washington, D.C. during the pandemic. So you guys do not want to miss that. Make sure you subscribe and hit that notification bell for the Little Miss ENT YouTube channel. If you are listening, Listening, good for you. But if you are watching, you're already on the channel. So make sure that if you are listening, you go over and you subscribe. And finally, make sure you follow me on all my social media. I keep it super simple for you guys. It's at Little Miss ENT, L-I-L-M-I-S-S-E-N-T. So I will not hold us up because this person is a renaissance man. This person is near and dear to Awesome and I's heart. He is one of the people that have invited us on their platform, which is so important to us. We just have built this great entrepreneurial network. He's an entrepreneur, award-winning author, CEO of Podcast Laundry, none other than Kevin Y. Brown. Say what's up to everybody, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you so much for the warm introduction, uh, Candace, and uh, hello to our the listeners of Little Miss ENT uh, podcast. I'm a fan. I listen. <laughs> Kevin is a huge supporter. He has been kind of boots on the ground with us in this podcast game. He is just such a light. He has such an amazing story. And as Kevin knows, when we do the interviews, I always want to bring real people with amazing stories because everybody that listens to the platform is just looking for some inspiration, 
looking to know like, hey, I can do it too. And we get so caught up in all these celebrity podcasts and these people that some of the things that they talk about are very unattainable. But I like to bring it back to people that you can touch, people you can reach, people that you can relate to. And Kevin has such an amazing story. And that's why I felt like it was so important for us to get him here on the platform. So, Kev, I'm going to shut it up. I want mm-hmm. you to kind of just start off. I always like to start at the beginning. Tell mm-hmm. everybody how you grew up, kind of how your childhood was and how that kind of cultivated and shaped your your path for the future. Mm, that's, a, that's a long story. I'm not sure we have time for all of that, but I'll, I'll try to be brief. Um, I was born in San Francisco, uh, California. And then at the age of nine months, I was put into the foster care system. You know, my mother, she was a drug addict at the time. Father wasn't really around, nowhere to be found. So I got put into the foster care system. So I stayed there until I was about 18 years old. And from nine months to 18 years old, I would say that that experience is, was very character building. I won't get into the, you know, kind of like the, the nitty gritty of it, but, you know, Foster care is one of those experiences where you essentially are on the outside of the inside of someone's family. So it comes with its own set of obstacles in addition to the other obstacles that you may have being a young black male or a person of color and also growing up in a, you know, a lower socioeconomic level. Um, and then just the, you know, the things that go on with you as you're a teenager and stuff. So it was a, a like I would say, a character building experience, but definitely it's one of those situations where you either decide that you're going to take control of your life or that the circumstances that you were born into that you had no control over will then define who you are. And so I definitely, because I had great mentors and I just had this knack to get out of the situation that I was born in, I just, lived every single day to make my life better and to move move far away from there. And so at the age of five, I moved to Vallejo, California, and that's where I grew up from ages five until um, 18. And I stayed in probably around like 13 different homes, nine before wow. I was five years old. But, you know, again, you know, there's a lot of negativity. You know, my experience was, I would say, overall a negative one. But, you know, you, you have to make lemonade out of lemon. <laughs> Absolutely. And that is actually one of our catchphrases for this whole entire season, because it's just so much craziness mm-hmm. but you always take such a positive connotation on the things that might have been negative that have developed mm-hmm. you into the person that you are and I really appreciate that because it isn't easy being a black man in America period but let alone today and all the obstacles that somebody might come up against so you know you took the path of going to a HBCU and that's how Absolutely. you met awesome <laughs> and I, I think that's so amazing you know with what's going on right now a lot of people mm-hmm. are making that decision obviously mm-hmm. People have graduated high school and they're going on to whether it be trade school or entering the workforce or going to college. Mm -hmm. How did going to Clark Atlanta University shape you? And what was your experience of going to an HBCU? Oh, man, it's the best thing ever. So first of all, I want to I want to shout out two of my mentors who actually were the reason why I ended up going to college. So that's Miss Carrie Wilson, Carrie S. Wilson and Mr. Fillmore Graham, who founded the Continentals of Omega Boys and Girls Club in Vallejo, California. So I was an avid awesome. person who went there every single day. And that's where I first learned about college. That's where I went on my first college tour to HBCUs. Um, and Miss Wilson is the one who really did the work with me in order to apply to colleges and learn how to do scholarships and things like that. And so picking Clark Atlanta University was a no-brainer for me, but also what my decision boiled down to is it was the only school. I got accepted to about 26 colleges and universities. And actually that photo right there is Mr. Fillmore Graham. And the deciding factor was the fact that Clark had business, fashion, and communications as the possible majors. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And it's funny, even as I'm so far along in my career path now, after college, I still do all three, right? I mix the entrepreneurship with the business. And then I also have, you know, we have merchandise and stuff like that for our show. So it just goes, you know, Clark Atlanta was meant for me in a a place for my DNA, but me and Awesome actually were freshmen together. So, you know, it's so funny, you know, and it was awesome to know that (laughs) it's funny. It was awesome. It was awesome to know that he was here. No pun intended. (laughs) Right, right. It was awesome to know that he was here in New York when he was here. So, you know, once I found out he was here, I was like, 
hey, man, you know, let's chop it up. Let's talk. And he was talking about podcasting. So to be honest with you, he's the one who helped me to take podcasting to another level because of his passion. And then he's the one who was like, man, you should be doing live events and this, that, and the other. And he's the one who he co-founded the live event that I did, the, the live Create Your Life series event. And unfortunately, he was away for work. But Ev is the man and has always been and has such a, a positive energy and just a level of focus. You know what I mean? Outside of freshman year, because, you know, we was all, you know, we were freshmen. <laughs> But Ev has always been a really, really I've good heard person. the stories, Kev. I've heard the stories. <laughs> uh, I cannot confirm or deny anything, you know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, so I would say it. thank God for no social media back then. And <laughs> But going to Clark Atlanta was a great experience. I feel like for me, it definitely taught me about the responsibilities that I had to the community as a black male. Gave me a lot of insight on history being of African-American ancestry. I mean, just on so many levels. I played on a basketball team. I studied abroad. I started my clothing line there. And so that was an endeavor that I participated in like heavily, heavily, heavily. And I felt supported by all of my peers. And going back to homecoming, even now, it's a vibe that is deeper than homecoming because you really have, well, it's a vibe that's deeper than that event because you have a real relationship with these people. It's like literally going back to a family reunion. And I can go on and on and on about Clark, (laughs) but, you know, I got to meet lifelong friends at 18 years old and still to this day, just like awesome. You know, Mm -hmm. I can tap in with him. And then, you know, I got the opportunity to meet you. So we're lifelong brother and sister, you know what I mean? And it's just, that's the beauty of it because you really get to become engulfed in the character of the people that you're around because it's not a million of us. Absolutely. You know, Ev and I were talking and I was like, hey man, you know, I never had met anybody from New Jersey, (laughs) you know, and you are one of the first people that I ever met from New Jersey. So to learn about you guys' culture and kind of like how you guys get down, how you're similar to New York, but not exactly the same. And, you know, all of Mm -hmm. these different things, you know, like he was a teacher of me for East Coast culture. You know what I mean? And so that was one of the beautiful things about Clark and, you know, also being on the basketball team. I had teammates from France. I had teammates from Africa, you know, and from all other parts of the country. And so it was just this really big place to grow. I mean, I I walked into Clark one way with gold teeth and, you know, only wearing white tees and baggy jeans and Air Maxes and Jordans. And I walked out, you know, wearing suits and things like that. So I probably did like a 1080. You know, some people do a 360. Some people do a 720. Nah, I'm like a complete different person and I feel like that's what the embodiment of the HBCU experience is and it's just it's one to always be revered no matter which one you go to but of course Clark Atlanta is king and queen listen I went to um what are they called darling a PWI. PWI. I went to a okay. PWI. Awesome. Look, look, Awesome's over here producing. He's the <laughs> one that taught me that term because I was on a track to go to pharmaceutical school. So HBCU right. wasn't even like in my repertoire. Like I wasn't even, mm-hmm. not that I didn't know what they were. It just wasn't where my focus was. I was trying to go mm-hmm. to medical school. Mm-hmm. And Awesome teaches me so much about our culture. Now, my father and mother were very pro-black. I remember mm-hmm. as a little girl, I had this matching game. Like, you know, um, it'll be like two bananas, but my were the historical figures that were inventors. So it was like Booker T. Washington. And like right, right. those were that was so like my dad always instilled that. But like when I talk to Awesome, he teaches me so much more. And it's because mm. you guys went to an HBCU in the pride in the culture. You know, I feel like it was so important. College is about having fun and it's about finding yourself and your independence. But it it's more so what you need to leave with college is a network of people that will support you. The book knowledge nowadays, if you forget something, Google University is at your mm-hmm. fingertips. Mm-hmm. You can go back. And, and of course, your professors and stuff will teach you the basics, but you have to apply knowledge. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what school you go to. If you don't have the applied knowledge, then you have wasted your time. But when you Absolutely. can pick up the phone and call somebody and say to them, hey, Evan, here's my resume. I seen a job at your company. Can you put mm-hmm. me on? That's worth a million dollars in the bag, literally. Yeah. And so I think with everybody coming out of this pandemic Mm -hmm. and, you know, the graduates of college and the graduates of high school, make sure you absorb and use everything, right? Kev just put it so perfectly. He didn't know what he wanted to do. He was fashion, entrepreneurship, which is a business degree, Mm -hmm. and communications. You couldn't have had three different fields that are so on trend right now, right? Mm -hmm. You you absorb... 
you are in the trenches of three things that are so hot right now. Mm -hmm. And you learn that from college. A lot of times it's disappointing to me. I know that college isn't for everybody, Mm -hmm. but I love when I can talk to somebody with the spirit that you have, Kevin, about going to college. And that's why I wanted you to share your information and your background. I'm going to do a little bit of a shameless plug. So Kevin wrote this book and I hope you guys can see it. Okay, there we go. We got it up on the screen. So Kev, tell every, of course, we got a copy of the book. You know, I appreciate y'all so much. I would have never guessed that you would have pulled that out right now. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, <laughs> thank you. Uh, 10 ways anyone can graduate from college debt free. Um, I definitely graduated from Clark Atlanta debt free. A lot of my friends definitely graduated with like 100K plus in debt. 2012, mm-hmm. the, the school was actually ranked number one in the country for students graduating with debt. Jesus. Wow, that's, that's interesting that you, you know, I wrote that book because I wanted other people to be able to not to graduate college and not have to worry about paying that, that student loan debt back and, you know, be able to really go into their careers. Cause I know a lot of people ended up having to take jobs that they didn't necessarily want, but they knew yeah. could pay off their loans. And even still now, you know, time after they've graduated, they're still paying off loans. And it's funny, you know, as a professional speaker going around the country speaking, going around the world speaking, I've had students come up to me and say, oh, wow, my mom gave me that book and I got X amount of scholarships from it. Or that helped me graduate college with minimal debt or debt free. So it was definitely, you know, a blessing to be able to be a blessing to others. And, you know, the other thing about Clark that was really great, I took this race relations course that literally changed my life. And I can't talk about this professor. So important. Her name was (laughs) Professor Simon, but she was from San Francisco, actually. And I just never forget that she was just so real with it. And that course just like literally just, you know, it really, really changed me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Is the book still available? I didn't want to plug it. Is it still available anywhere? Absolutely. The book is available on Amazon.com. Okay. Yeah. So it's still available, you know, and there's, it's attached. I think the first, that's the version 2.0. The first version had like $10 million worth of scholarships in it. I'm going to turn that into something that you can just opt in for an email address with. And yes, I did uh, found Debt-Free College Academy. It has since been discontinued, but it was an endeavor that I did just to help others out. So, you know, just really, really just passionate about seeing other people win. That's just, you know, really something that's near and dear to my heart is just seeing other people win. That's amazing. So guys, I'll put the link below and I will put it in all the information for the podcast. I think this is timely being that we are coming into a recession and mm-hmm. people are going into college and some are graduating. So sorry mm-hmm. if you guys didn't get the book before you graduated, <laughs> but but you're entering the workforce. But for all those families, it's wild to say, but we are at the age where some of my peers have kids that are in high school going into college. And I'm like, I can't wow. believe I'm that old. But, you know, they're getting up there. So it's a resource. And the best thing that you can equip yourself with, especially going into that process of mm-hmm. whether it be your yourself applying for college or if you're a parent of a child applying for college, don't sign your life away. It does not have to be a debt sentence, like a death sentence. You know, I just I was blessed enough. I still have a little bit of debt, but not as much as some other people do. Yeah. I had scholarships, but I'm still paying that debt and it'll be my 13 or 12 year reunion coming up. So, you know, at 12 years, you could almost be paying off a house. So this is an incredible resource. You know, Mm -hmm. I just wanted you guys, I wanted Kevin to talk a little bit about it. I'll put, like I said, I'll put the link below. Make sure you guys go and check the book out because it's an incredible resource. I could, I could drop a couple gems just for the audience, you know, for those parents, you know, I think one of the biggest things is strategize before you pick what college you're going to go to. So that means if What I found out, like since being in New York, like I've been living in New York for a while now, you can get an entire bachelor's degree. And this was a couple of years ago when I was researching this, but you can get an entire bachelor's degree for under $30,000. So if you were a New York native, it makes more sense for you to do that than to go away somewhere and pay, you know, $100,000, $200,000, right? To get the degree here and then find some type of program in order to grab a master's degree or a doctorate degree. Another hack is you don't have to, if you want to get your doctorate degree, you do not need a master's in order to get a doctorate degree, right? You better tell them, Kev, drop them gems. I'm trying to help people, man. And then the other thing is, is that, you know, your second year in school, you should immediately be trying to sign up and be an RA. They'll pay for your room and board. And if you have other academic scholarships, then, you know what I mean? You can literally have a full ride right there. So, like I said, you know, this book, 
it walks you through the, the strategies that I used in order to graduate college debt-free, but also I want to let you know that it's very possible for you to do this, and the book is very practical. Not only do I outline a strategy, but I also outline what it is exactly that I did, and then I also want to let you know that I did not know what financial aid was when I went to college. I didn't know anything about that, and Ed might have been there that day, or also might have been there that day, but what happened was is I walked into, I walked to the front of our dormitory, brought Hall, the original Brawley Hall, and I said to, I heard another kid say, hey man, you know, if I don't get somebody to sign off on a $20,000 loan, I got to go home. And I said, yep. $20,000. And I start thinking yep. about it like, you know, back home, if somebody say that you owe them $20,000, then it's probably by the time you can pay that twenty thousand off, you're probably going to end up owing like 60 or 40, you know what I mean? Depending yeah. on what your cash flow is. So I said, man, if I got to take out a loan, I'm dropping out. Yeah. And that's yeah. how my debt-free college journey really started is it was just all about the hustle. And so all of the different hacks and the strategies that I use in order to get that free $140,000 education are literally in that book. That's awesome. So Kev put it perfectly. Don't give too much away because you won't buy the book, but <laughs> you guys go check the book out. Kev put his, his heart and soul and his resources and his experience. He's not just talking out his butt. He put mm-hmm. his experience in the book and that's all that you can ask for because you want to talk to people that have gone through this. Right. We are a whole generation, especially in the African-American community, just people of color, period. Mm-hmm. We, us 80s babies, literally mm-hmm. are probably, I don't know this for a fact, I would call 80 to 90% first generation graduates out of our whole entire family, right? So. Mm-hmm. When our parents sent us off to school, like my mom didn't go to college. So Mm -hmm. I was figuring that all out. To Kev's point, I had no idea what financial aid was. I didn't know what FAFSA was. I didn't know what a Pell Grant was. I didn't know what any of that stuff was. But I had the intuition and the ambition and the hunger Mm -hmm. because I knew that I had to be successful to figure that stuff out. Some people don't. And if you don't, reach out. We're here. Like, there's so many resources. Don't feel like, don't let your pride get in the way of your mm-hmm. success. Like, there's resources out here. So I just wanted to make sure that we we touched upon that because it's very, very timely right now with what's going on in the world. I had the great opportunity to be able to go along with Awesome. Awesome, Kev brought this up. So you guys remember there was a period where Awesome was living in New York and I was still living in Jersey and I would go up mm-hmm. there and he called me so excited. He's like, yo, my boy from Clark is here. And I was like, oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but from the second I met Kev, I knew I was like, oh, he's good people. You know, he's not wild and crazy and anything like that. And he just, you guys just reconnected and clicked and talked about podcasts. And, you know, Kev gave Awesome a great shout out. I just, I don't think enough people realize we've been doing the podcasting thing. It's mm-hmm. going on six years now. Yeah. And so he was the forefront of that. And, and mm-hmm. he was like, my guy, Kev, he's doing it real big. We got to go on the show. He wants us on the show. And then Awesome put me on to ask Cash. And, you know, it just was this big oh, yeah. old thing. Like, we, and like, you look at Cash now and you're like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah, so Cash is the man. Cash is the man. And so all of us have grown and flourished, but a lot of us started on that Create Your Life series platform. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to thank you, but I also want you to kind of explain to the listeners what Create Your Life series was mm-hmm. and what kind of motivated you to create that platform. Okay. Well, I first got to tell y'all something. So Ash Cash was here on 90.3 FM. I met Ash Cash years ago at a conference. And so I DM'd him on Facebook like, hey man, can I come on to your show? He put me in contact with Tashima Jones, who was his co-host at the time. We got it scheduled up. I went on to his show and then I killed his show. And then the manager, and then I got bold and I said, hey, you know, let me call up there because the manager said that she liked, you know, me as a guest. And so I called up there and asked her, did they have any room for another show? So Ash actually put me on. That's how Create Your Life became an actual thing and got onto wow. uh, radio and then turned into a podcast. So Ash Cash is, you know what I mean, is the plug. For me, the term Create Your Life, that came from a conversation and out of essentially strife from when I was 16 years old. So we going all the way back when I was talking about Miss Wilson earlier, right? So it's, I'll, give, I'll make a long story short and a short story short. <laughs> I love she, that. Uh, <laughs> Shouts out to E40 on that one. 
Phileo's Finest. So I got in trouble. Basically, I had a teacher named Miss Evans, right? So shout out to Miss Evans because she's the reason why this happened. Miss Evans used to get mad because I used to fall asleep in her class. <laughs> she had basically figured out a way by percentages to give me a C in high school. And when I found out that what she was doing, because I was acing everything else, but she basically percentaged me out to where I was going to get a C, that made me so upset because I was like, yo, I don't, I don't get C's, right? I got a formula. It's also in my book. Always more A's than B's and never any C's. So I came up with that when I was in high school. And so I got mad and it was like standardized testing. So once I figured that out, I left out the class. And so I was just walking around my high school campus just upset. And so Miss Wilson, I had known her from, you know, way back when. I mean, from being a freshman, I was in her art class. And now she was like over like the student like academic center. And yeah. so her and the vice principal, Mr. McKee, they were driving around. They was like, yo, Kevin Brown, they knew I wasn't a troublemaker. They was like, Kevin Brown, you need to go into the school. I mean, you need to go back in class. I was like, man, I'm not going back in that class. They're like, why are you not going back in that class? I said, because Ms. Evans is trying to give me a C. And it's like, well, if you don't go back into the class, then we're going to call your parents. And I was like, you can call them. Ain't nobody going to answer. And I don't got no parents, right? So that's that was yeah. you know, my mentality at the time. So I go in there, and of course, they call. Nobody answers. And then Miss Wilson says, she, she's sitting in the office with me, and she's like, well, Kevin Brown, what are you going to do with your life? And I was like, I wouldn't respond. And she was like, no, mm -hmm. seriously, what are you going to do with your life? Like, once you graduate from high school, like, what are your plans? What do you want to do? And I was like, do you really want to know? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, do you really want to know? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, well, number one, I want to have my own clothing company. I want to move far, far away from here. I want to be happy every single day. I want to be a millionaire and I want to have my own business. And I just basically want to create the life that I want. That's all I want. I want to create my own life and I want to be happy every single day. And so that's where the term came from, create your life. It was like literally born in. And then the actual create your life series came about as I was on my way to Japan to speak at the International Foster Care Conference. I decided that, you know, a lot of other foster care children don't get to leave their block, don't get to leave their city, their state, you know what I mean? And not just foster care children, just people that look like me and you, you know what I mean? We don't yep. get exposure. So since I was going to Japan, never been there, don't speak the language, you know, and I was going for this conference, I was like, you know what? I need to film this and do motivation, do a motivational segments, you know, in each place that I go and then put it up on YouTube so people can see, you know, what Japan looks like and what the world looks like. So I'm talking about, I was blogging in 2013, you know what yeah. I mean? Before anybody was doing it. And that's where Create Your Life came from. And so at the end of every segment, I'd be like, you know, what's going on, Create Your Life fam? You know, ending it with Create Your Life, you know, do whatever you want at the end of the day, you know, create your life, like your life is yours and the world is yours. And that was also my message, you know, when speaking on stage and especially when speaking to other foster care children, you know, because the experience can be so negative, so daunting. Yeah, it seems bleak, like, oh, you're in this system and, and you kind of don't have a future. Because it's like it, foster care just always has that connotation that the person didn't want the child. Right. Or the child is in the system. But it's so much more than that. Well, I mean, oftentimes that can be the case. Yep. And what it is, is it's just you have people who have different levels of resiliency. It's almost as if if you survive foster care, like you're just you're blessed beyond. Like, I can't I can't even put it into words right now in this moment, but it, it's so tough. Like, I used to hate my life every single day. You know what I mean? And I used to really, really um, like school was my safe haven. But whenever I went home, it was just like Antoine Fisher, man. I live like Antoine Fisher, you know what I mean? Just kind of mistreated, yeah. you know what I mean? And just trying to figure out, you know, how to navigate, you know, walking on eggshells, trying to figure out how to navigate in order to be in the least amount of trouble. Like I would play sports and things like that. Anything that would not get me home until the rest of the house sleep. You know what I mean? Like these type of things. Yeah, yeah. And I would consider myself more resilient than the majority of my peers, but also tougher. Right. Yeah. And that's not to say that they're not tough. A lot of us don't turn out well, you know what I mean? And we have, we develop these certain habits and these certain ways of beings. And then you also have the environment that's taking place right there. You know what I mean? That also shapes you. And so if you don't have, you essentially have to have blinders on in order to make it out of those situations. And so, you know, it's just that create your life term. That's why I just went on this mission of just, you know, being a speaker for foster care children, being a speaker to help people really inspire because, you know, if you live through hell for 18 years, you know what I mean? Like, it's nothing that you can do to me. Yeah. But you have to make it to the other side. And it was like, yo, there was no benefit to the stuff that I was going to until I was applying for scholarships to college. And they was basically paying me for basically shit getting fucked over for like 18 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like your reparations, right? Like, OK, you were <laughs> in the system and now we're going to give you some a reward for making it through, you know? Yeah. And it's not that it's anyone's. It's not that it's the person who's rewarding you their fault. But, you know, it's also it's somebody it's a blessing because people are taking a gamble on you. But, you know, I would consider myself fortunate because I have mentors and, and people who, you know, saw something in me. 
but also that work yeah. ethic, you know what I mean? And that's the, something that I always use to separate myself from my peers, even to graduate college debt free was, you know what I mean? That um, the work ethic and the, the understanding of where I came from and that I ain't never going back. So, you know, when I was going home during college and I was sleeping outside or I was sleeping, you know, in cars and stuff like that, you know, I was like, I'm doing this because I'm following this dream of the 16 year old kid and I'm going to get on the other side of this and this is my way and my ticket out, you know, yeah. but like going to college, the school work wasn't hard. It was the socializing. You know what I mean? Wow. That was a challenge because you grow up a certain way. Like I grew up way faster than my peers, right? Like yeah. being in foster care, every day I'm going to school, I'm worried on whether or not my social worker is coming to school telling me to go that we're that I'm moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My peers are not worried about that. My peers get to go hang out and they can spend the night at their friend's house and stuff like that. When I was a foster kid, in order for you to be, to spend the night at somebody's house, they, your parents had to go through a background check. Wow. Like, imagine me trying to ask, you know, Awesome's parents, yo, can y'all I'll go and do an FBI check so that I can spend the night over your house. I'm, you know, who's worth that headache? You know, yeah. and I have to get approval from my biological parents in order to get, you know, a license or my ears pierced and all of these things. You know what I mean? Like, so it was, I'm dealing with different challenges and things like that. And so then I go to college and I'm just kind of like, you know, like I'm literally learning how to socialize and how people live, quote unquote, normally or differently. And so I'm taking yeah. all of this in at the same time of trying to, you know, pass class and things like that. And then, make the most of the experience. So it was definitely character building, but because of foster care, you know, I'm, I'm able to to be who I am today and essentially travel to, like I've traveled the world and I don't have a problem adapt because I lived in so many different places and I've been in under so many different types of circumstances that I can easily relate to people and, you know, learn, know how to use my discernment. Sorry, I just want to- That's awesome. <laughs> and so when, when we came on Create mm -hmm. Your Life, how many episodes did you have Create Your Life series? Don't give me to lying. You know what? It I was can, a lot. I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you if you give me like two seconds, I can yeah, I can literally yeah. pull that number up for you. Um, so guys, just while while Kez pulling it up, so the Create Your Life series, there was some amazing guests on this show. I was really honored to be on the Create Your Life series, and I can't remember what the question was when we after we did the interview. You asked us a question in like the green room, and I just was thinking to myself, wow, this guy's really got this thing like a well oiled machine. Like it was just so inspirational and so uplifting to see somebody that was podcasting in a similar format as myself, you know, this is no secret. When I started the Little Miss Entertainment show, I wanted to do these interviews. It was my passion. I had, you know, I have a communications degree. I have a television degree and I was a radio host. And Awesome is the one that obviously started me in with the Little Miss Entertainment show. But we got into podcasting when everything was like pop culture or mm -hmm. gossip or celebrity and all that. And I said, I might not have a million followers followers like those people. But if I have a hundred loyal followers that love this timeless content and mm -hmm. these gems that I'm dropping, I will continue to do this podcast and it's just grown from there. And, and I feel like Create Your Life series was a very similar platform. And I just wanted to just congratulate you on doing something that's worthwhile because it's so easy to monetize something that will be clickbait and just, you know, people just, yeah. you know, kind of garbage for a lack of better words. Like it comes in today and it's out the door tomorrow. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it, it just is what it is. But I'll turn it back over to you because I want you to kind of go through what Create Your Life series was. No, nah, most definitely, Candace. And honestly, I was so happy to have, like, it's always good to have fam on, you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, all of my guests end up being like fam, but, you know, Ev, like I knew Ev for so long. Yeah. And then, you know, once he, he was telling me about you, he was bragging on you when we were at the, <laughs> he was like, yo, man, you know, my girl, you know, she did this live event in Jersey and this, that, and the other. And I was like, all right, man, I got to meet this queen. So like we, I mean, every time we would meet, you know, he was just bragging, you know, like, yeah, my girl, you know, little Miss ENT, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, bro. Like, I was like, yo, when you come, make sure you bring that sister. Oh, right? thank um, you. Thank you. And you guys, you guys were actually episode 120. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, you know, with Create Your Life, you know, like, we've had some awesome people on. Like, we've had Angel Rich. We've had, you know, Dominique Broadway. We've had Matthew Knowles, Beyonce's dad. We've had Chris Canty, NFL Super Bowl champion. We've done, because I, I paused on recording, so we're at, like, 172 right now. We're going to resume again. But we've okay. had some really dynamic people. And my thing about Create Your Life is, is that we want to make sure that people walk away with tangible takeaways and that our guests yes. are very, very open and that we ask the question 
questions, the life hacks, right? That people yes. can really walk away with and say, okay, you know what? If I want to be the next little Miss NT, then she just gave me the blueprint on how to do that. And that yep. to me is what creating your life is about, right? You can't duplicate the what somebody does or why they do it, but you can duplicate the how. And that's yeah. what's really important. Yes. You know, and so we even have people on who we have people who are on who are corporate, people who are in, you know, who are entrepreneurs, people who are lifestyle, aficionados from all walks of life. Yeah. And you know, it's a pleasure to talk to people and to really learn what makes them great and what makes them tick and literally how they go about doing it. You know, that's a huge thing. That how makes everything realistic. Oh yeah, we definitely had another CAU alum on time too. Shout out to Tom. <laughs> yeah, you have a, a all-star lineup and people from all walks of life. And I just mm. think the series is amazing. You. you know, we're fellow podcasters and sometimes mm. it can be hard coming up with questions. So I just wanted to just give a little shout out to Poddex. Mm-hmm. And this is a great company. Poddex is this company and you can buy these decks of cards and they have like little topics that you can talk to your guests and in your interview or just like topics that to have on your podcast. So are you okay if I ask you a few of these, Kev? Of course, of course. Okay. All right. So this is actually a good one because I feel okay. like, and, and I want to like keep getting dark, but like I feel like people need to hear oh, things that we all are going through. So this mm-hmm. question is, I'm going to tee it to you. What are you struggling with this week? Um, dang, I'm, I'm trying not to cry. So yesterday at about eight o'clock, I scrolled through my Facebook and I found out that, and I call them my kids, you know, my foster care brothers and sisters, but there's a particular young man who I've done a speech in Milwaukee and mm-hmm. he, it, this young man, you know, he was there, he was, you know, active with this with the group, you know, the foster care group. And I saw him probably a year or two later and he came up to me and he said, uh, Mr. Brown, you know, I want you to know that because of what you said at, and at the presentation, you know, I've gotten a, I've now gotten my own apartment and I'm pursuing and I've enrolled in college wow. and he enrolled in college. He was pursuing his master's and, you know, just a very, very loving young man, mm-hmm. very kind. Even his Facebook, like, is just a, a really sweet guy. And I found, I scrolled through Facebook yesterday and I literally found out that he had died from COVID. Um, oh my 19. gosh. And so oh my God. I saw that he was in and out of the hospital. You know, I thought it was for other reasons and I didn't, you know, relay. But, you know, as I think about him, you know, it really it hurts because he would call me for life advice. He's one of my few kids, you know, that had my direct number. And I was like, anything that you ever need from me, you give me a call. Yeah. And he literally like, as a matter of fact, I think he was trying to get some money for an exam that he needed to take. And I think I just sent him the money. Like, you know what I mean? Like you you invest in other people in order to see them yes, win. Absolutely. And this young man. Absolutely passed away and I had no idea and what hurts the most is that he died alone you know and he's like 25 years old beautiful young man like beautiful soul yeah and you know he was going in there so like I'm looking and I'm scrolling through his Facebook page now and I'm seeing like people were trying to get in contact with him but it was like you know do you have your phone you know what I mean he couldn't receive wasn't responding so you know did he have his phone was his phone charged you know like what were the parameters around the death of this child child, of this man and you know it just it just hurts. So what am he, I struggling he with? Was, this he'll always be a kid to you because you founded him when he was younger. So, you know, he'll mm-hmm. always be that. You know, Kev, thank you, A, for sharing that and having that moment because I feel like so many men of color don't open up in that same way that you just did. It's important for you guys to be able to converse and express yourself. That's hard for you. It will help somebody that's listening to this podcast because this COVID-19, this pandemic is touching people people not in the most positive ways and you know to hear that his family and you are in my prayers and my condolences to the fact that somebody close to you has passed away thank you it needs to be said right those things Mm -hmm. need to be said and from somebody that is cool and and strong mm-hmm. and fashionable like you like I think that Austin and I have these conversations all the time that not enough mm-hmm. black men convey mm-hmm. messages in that way I mean I'm touched 
beyond mm-hmm. belief that you shared that mm-hmm. with our listeners and myself here. And like I said, I, you are definitely in our prayers. Anybody else out there that has been touched in that way? I can't even, I won't elongate this conversation. We'll move past it. Every day my phone rings with a, mm-hmm. a similar story of what you just told me, right. whether it be a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a niece, a nephew, somebody that's pregnant, right? Like it, I'm just like, yo, this has got to stop. So as I open this show and I always will be mm-hmm. kind to one another, respect right. one another, check in mm-hmm. on one another. It's rough right now, but we are here. We are a support system. And even if it's just a DM of you need an event, you can mm-hmm. find us and find that person and find some comfort somewhere along the lines. You know, I will share this week. I am struggling with the fact that I have been in the house <laughs> for like three and a half months with awesome. And I'm not being as kind and it's starting conflict. Right. And we've had to take a mm-hmm. step back and say, why are we arguing like this? And every mm-hmm. couple has arguments and it is definitely difficult to be around somebody 24 seven for like three <laughs> months straight. It is. It just right, right, is. Right. right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have this thing that I find what is wrong in others. And mm-hmm. Awesome has told me, you have to find what's wrong with you too, right? And so I'm struggling to say he's brought so many things into light to me to be like, well, you know what? Yes, you might have been getting on my nerves, but I never think about if I'm getting on your nerves. So yep. that's a struggle for somebody as myself. I have always deemed myself as like a perfectionist, an overachiever, mm-hmm. very ambitious, but I have flaws too. You know, mm-hmm. I have flaws as well. And so, you know, I'm struggling with that because they, when you don't really have anywhere to go, you can't kind of like burn that anger off or that energy. Right, I right. wasn't angry on burn that energy off. Mm-hmm. So I've been struggling with that. But that's a to me, that's a good struggle because that shows growth. I will grow from that. So I appreciate you. Um, you said something that was really cool. Well, I'm going to challenge you a little bit on what you said because there's nothing wrong with you, right? I always say this, you know, we all, all fall short of glory, right? And we all have blind spots. So, you know, areas that you can make improvement on, those exist. But what's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong. You know what I mean? Because you're not broken or anything like that you know we just we all have areas to improve you know and it's just one of those things where change is constant but growth is optional and it sounds like to me you know from the history of what i've said you know been able to converse with ev about is that you guys are a couple who push each other to be great and so with that there's going to be growth and there's going to be growing pains oh and by the way y'all have the best wedding invitation i've ever seen (laughs) fyi that joint is fire like fire i called ev as soon as i got it and i was like yo bro this is crazy like that that was yeah, definitely fire. I appreciate that. And no, I, you know what? I appreciate what you just said because sometimes we are our biggest critics mm-hmm. and we have to know that we aren't perfect and that there isn't really anything, like you said, is room to improve and grow. And if we all accept that and we will be become better human beings and better communicators and better partners, not only for our significant other, you got to be a partner to yourself, right? You have to, True. you have to be True. the person that you want to be, right? And, you know, I definitely appreciate that and I definitely appreciate all the affirmation. You know, mm-hmm. you are an avid traveler, so I like this next question. This is yeah. continuing with the pod next. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to go through the full thing, okay. but share a couple of items on your bucket list for me. For places to go? Yeah, but anything. Places to go, things you want to do. Okay. Uh, number one, it's like I'm four out of five goals on my um, on my, my childhood list, so uh-huh. of my childhood goals list, so I definitely, I have to touch it. A million dollar net worth. I got to become a millionaire before it's all said and done. Yes! Um, <laughs> I want to go back to Kenya. I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful country. What else do immediate goals that I'm thinking of right now? Uh, one day I want to be married and have a family. That's on the, that's on the list. I want to go and spend more time abroad and kind of see, you know, learn more about the world. And I'm really toying with the idea of, you know, once I reach some of these other goals, becoming a professor, like history is really, really important to me. And so I think that, you know, becoming a professor of either business or African-American studies will be a goal. But I also would say that I'm very curious to see what higher education looks like on the other side of this pandemic, because so much can be learned online, right? So I'm looking at YouTube as a place like you don't you might not necessarily need to go to college anymore and this is pie in the sky like theory right but if, yeah. if youtube was like college and then you have courses like masterclass or udemy or 
Linda, where you really got to sit down and learn from experts, then Mm -hmm. what does higher education look like in the future? And then also, I think we're kind of turning back to more of a skill set economy, right? So for example, like I learned how to podcast off of YouTube, Mm -hmm. right? By Mm -hmm. watching videos and then trial and error and starting my own show and all of these things and all these things that I had to learn, right? My work ethic is a little different than most people because even when I was live on radio, I took no days off. I worked on Christmas. I worked on my birthday. I worked on New Year's, Halloween, any holiday. I worked them all, right? Because I was dedicated. But if you can learn these things from these platforms, what happens? You know what I mean? Because we're now, it's about skill set. What can you offer and what can you do? So it's like, you know, do I hire the guy with the MBA in marketing or do I hire the kid who knows how to create a great sales funnel and can get me, you know, $100,000 worth of sales over three months? Guaranteed. You better speak on it, kid. Right, because they have a proven track record. So, yep. you know what I mean? Through that trial and error and things like that. So that changes things. Mm-hmm. And I think also, you know, to be a professor, you know, at an HBCU would be super dope. Like, kind of like following in the footsteps of Dennis Kimbrough, who's a professor at Clark Atlanta, world-renowned speaker. He, the the foremost author on African-American wealth in the United States. You know what I mean? And, you know, like he's got some amazing books, but he's also a very down-to-earth person. You can literally walk into his office. So my interactions with people who are like Dr. Dennis Kimbrough keep me humble because if I can walk up to him and say, hey, Dr. Kimbrough, how you doing? You know, out the blue. And he'd be like, hey, my brother, how you doing? Right. Yeah. Then I can never have an ego. So I always need to be approachable. Right. So those are a couple of things on my bucket list. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I want to make sure that we touch base on Kev's an entrepreneur. He is an entrepreneur extraordinaire. So Kev, go through what your new development is. And now you're the CEO of Podcast Laundry and how that Mm -hmm. came about. Okay. so what happened is, is, you know, being on the radio, I needed to develop a process in order to make sure that my shows came out on time and that everything from the back end ran smoothly. Because a lot of people don't know that podcasting is actually really, really, it involves a lot. There's a lot of background work that goes into it. And, you know, specifically around like, you know, question development, guest research, audio editing, you know, an hour worth of audio usually takes three to four hours to edit, you know, social media, graphic design, social media planning, and you need different people around. Right. And so I got tired, you know, I developed the system and got people in play, you know, but I also got tired of editing the shows myself. And so, you know, I figured out what exactly my show format was and stuff like that. And so I began to hire people, you know what I mean, in order to to help with the process and things like that. And I had a lot of bumps in my head and things like that. And I said, oh, you know, once I've got the system really down packed, I said, you know what, other people might need the service. And so I went out and started to to offer the service to other podcasters. And luckily it's been, it's been a blessing and it's been a success. So one thing that we do is basically our model is you record, we do the rest. So if you record awesome. your podcast, you send it to us, we make it sound amazing. We'll do your show notes for you. We'll do your social media graphics for you. And now, you know, three years later, 140, I mean, no, I'm sorry. I said 140 hundreds of episodes because we're way past the single hundreds, almost past yeah. the twos. Um, you know what I mean? In terms of developing podcasts and, and producing podcasts for people. So, you know, we, I mean, we're doing the Grills podcast right now. We're in talks with a couple other companies that I can't mention. You know what I mean? So we've done a lot in the space and, you know, we offer it at affordable prices. And, you know, my goal is, is to always make sure that we provide quality work. So, you know, once somebody sends it to us, once the engineers finish, it goes to like three other people, three other rounds yeah. before we even send it to our guests. I mean, to, before we send it to our client yeah. in order for them to produce, to, to release the show. And so, you know, we also launch podcasts as well. So we're in the process of, we have two new shows that we're launching now. And, you know, I've been recruited again, something that I learned off of YouTube. I've been like headhunted for like mid six figure jobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. To come into some of these companies and be an executive producer and, you know, COVID definitely stopped some of the progress with that. But it's interesting because, you know, something, again, that you learn off of YouTube or that you learn from these different online free platforms, you know what I mean? You can put the skill set to use and you have the track record, you know what I mean, as well as the testimonials and things like that. So it's just it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. Awesome has it up here. It, it's just podcastlaundry.com, correct? Absolutely. Yep. So we have a lot of potters that listen to the show. If you guys want graphics, editing, anything like that, consultation. Kev, I can only, you know, I'll never put my stamp on anything that I have not dealt with. Kev is so solid. He is so ten toes Thank on you. the ground. Like he's one of those people that you will not 
just want to work with because of the quality of work, you'll enjoy working with him because he is professional and personable. Sometimes people that are in these techie type jobs, they will bang out some work for you, but you just, it's like talking to paint drying, right? Like Kev's <laughs> not that person. He he can see your vision. He can, he can bring to life what you're talking about. He's speaking your language. So make sure you guys check, check out podcastlaundry.com. It's at podcastlaundry on IG, correct? I got that right. That's correct. You know, or you can yep. DM me directly at Kevin Y. Brown, or you can email me, Kevin at podcastlaundry.com. Perfectly fine. Yep. Yep. And so, Kev, what does, you know, I'm I'm throwing um, the first two quarters of 2020 in the trash <laughs> right now, but what, what does the rest of 2020 into 2021, because I know somebody mm-hmm. like you, you probably got plans for 2022, but let us know what's mm-hmm. next for you. So what's interesting is, uh, you know, I got back from Africa in, in June, mm-hmm. so I've almost been back in the country for for a year now. Um, I've spent six months traveling throughout Africa. Um, What's next for me is I'm actually, I think I'm ready to relocate out of New York. So I am open to opportunities abroad. I'm open to opportunities in the South. Well, I'm mm-hmm. open to opportunities overall, right? So that's something that, you know, we're doing. I mean, still going to stay strong with Podcast Laundry. We are definitely going to, I'm going to relaunch, well, not relaunch, we're going to start picking up recording for Create Your Life uh, very, very soon. We've actually done some recordings about my trip through Africa already. So going to release that, you know, Africa edition. So, you know, the thing is, is just continue to get better as a person. Number one, you know, open to opportunities and just continue to grow, you know, yeah. just continue to grow the business. Like Podcast Laundry, you know, because of the quarantine, like we are experiencing you know, a higher volume of people who are of saying, course. hey, you know what? Yeah, I, I want a podcast or, you know, can you launch my podcast? So, you know, that that's beautiful. And we have some podcasters who are switching over, you know, to let us take over their production. So, you know, happy and grateful for that. So, you know, we want to, you know, get Create Your Life series back up and running uh, once we take care of everybody else and, you know, sell some more merchandise. So that's that's kind of yeah. like the, the immediate plan. But we got like a three, five and 10 year plan as well. So, you know. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Kev, this has been so great. Should plug everything so people can follow you because I know my DM are going to be flooded. This was such an amazing interview, but I want them to know where they can directly get you. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can directly DM me at, at Kevin Y. Brown on IG, on Twitter as well, uh, at Podcast Laundry, if you want to hit us up there. Also, you can email me, Kevin at PodcastLaundry.com. And, you know, just send a message, even if it's just a hello, follow. You know, I'm always posting positive content at CYL series for the Create Your Life series. You want positive content, just come in on your timeline, you know, consistently. Um, And also views of the world. More than happy to, uh, you know, continue to provide that for you. But, you know, it's just a beautiful thing. And Candace, thank you so much for having me on. Awesome. You know, you're a brother from another mother. He's Actually, over Candace, here. That makes you a <laughs> sister from another mister. Um, yes, so, yes. I'm so happy to know y'all and just happy to be with y'all. Uh, and thank you for the you know the honor of being on your show. Oh, I wouldn't have it any other way. This has been amazing, fruitful, educational, inspirational. Like this has been probably I'm probably I'm just going to say it right now. This is my best interview to date. Um, you. <laughs> y- your story is just so inspirational. And I think that I'm going to get a lot of positive feedback from this because you have so many walks of life that people can relate to. And that's what, you know, my goal is to always put that out there. And, you know, just male representation. It's hard to me to find Mm -hmm. um, males that are willing to share their story, right? Like, it's not that they don't want, some people aren't as charismatic as you are and they don't interview as well. So they kind of just are like, "Ah, I don't really want to do it. But you you embody all of that. And I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day and just sitting here and chatting with me. I I really honestly do. It's been an honor. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, Anything for Thank you. (laughs) For everybody out there, I have relaunched CandiceDavisOnline.com. The podcast is embedded in that, so you do not have to Google anywhere. You can listen to the podcast as soon as you go on the website. It's CandiceDavisOnline.com. There's exclusive content up there now. Make sure if you want to have access to that, you join the Patreon. Like I said, if you want to view this and not just listen to the audio of this podcast with Kevin, make sure that you subscribe to the Little Miss ENT show on YouTube. Hit that notification bell so you know when it uploads. We are rocking and rolling. Um, I just want to give a quick little summary. So we took 
all of the content for the wedding edition and made its own page because we thought that was going to be a short series. But with the pandemic, we had to postpone the wedding a full year. So with a full year more of wedding edition content, we made it its own entity. So that has its own page now. It's underscore the wedding edition on Instagram. It'll be housed under the Little Miss Entertainment platform for podcasting, though. So I just wanted to tell you guys that the interviews Little Miss Entertainment show will come out on Mondays and the wedding edition will come out on Wednesdays. And I'm following up with YouTube's Wifey Wednesdays, things that wives should know. So that's the schedule. Monday interviews, Wednesdays wedding edition. I hope all of you guys have that. It's on my Instagram. I keep it super simple. All of my social media, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok and Twitter are all at Little Miss ENT, L-I-L-M-I-S-S-E-N-T. As always, I love you guys for listening because 100% you didn't have to. Have a great week. Peace. Create Your Life family, thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio and rate and review us. This helps us build the community and building the community is what we are all about right now so that we can deliver as much value as possible to you. So until next time, create your life and feed your ambition.